yesterday morning, our time, the Federal Reserve uh, finished a two-day meeting. And at the end of that, they released a statement in which they uh, increased the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points. Uh, and the up, uh, end of that limit is uh, uh, 225 basis points. But what that really gives you is uh, what the Fed calls you the effective Fed funds rate. And the effective Fed funds rate is usually around about 10 basis points uh, than the top level. So we'll wind up with a uh, Fed funds rate moving from about 191 basis points to 215 basis points. Um, it's really interesting what uh, in the summary of economic projections, which uh, is uh, taken as uh, from the estimates of all of the Fed presidents of the individual uh, reserve banks like the St. Louis Fed and the Dallas Fed, in addition to uh, the members of the Open Market Committee of the Federal Reserve. And uh, that's where you get the best estimate of what the Fed actually thinks. The most remarkable change to me was the upgrading of growth uh, estimate for the US economy this year uh, from 2.8% to 3.1%. Uh, and uh, this is the first time my own estimate uh, that I've been uh, showing um, for the last uh, month is 2.9%. This is the first time I can remember uh, in the last four years uh, that the Fed's estimate for growth has been higher than my own. You know, somebody is more optimistic than I am uh, about the US economy. Um, but uh, what happens is uh, they didn't change. Uh, they slightly increased their estimate for next year from 2.4% to growth to 2.5% growth. Uh, but growth uh, slows to 2% the year after and 1.8% after that. And that's what uh, economists call a soft landing, um, in which you uh, growth slows but uh, uh, unemployment goes up. Uh, but you don't actually have a recession. Uh, another phrase that uh, many business economists in the US use for that is a growth recession. And over the years, I've tended to refer to that as a growth recession myself. Um, because growth is faster in their estimates, unemployment is lower. And so instead of uh, in their previous estimate was that uh, the unemployment would move um, around about 3.6%. Uh, they've now got it falling next year to 3.5% and 3.5% the year after. Um, the other thing that declines is inflation and uh, in terms of headline inflation. And uh, with this, uh, I find at least uh, an area in which I have to disagree with them, but I'll tell you why. Uh, in the uh, June estimates, they thought that headline inflation, this is uh, PCE, uh, inflation, personal consumption deflator, deflator inflation uh, for next year would be 2%. And this year, uh, and now they've moved that down to 2% from 2.1% from in June to 2% now. And the reason they think that is because uh, oil prices will stabilise where they are uh, and that inflation effects from the kick in oil price won't be uh, won't be present uh, present in a year's time 
And so what you therefore get is base effects, what they call base effects. The European Central Bank says the same thing, um, and that contributes to slightly lower inflation next year. Now, we, of course, uh, profoundly disagree with that. Uh, what we think is that oil prices will be significantly higher next year and the year after. And uh, for that reason, that this headline inflation number is going to be higher than the Fed thinks. Uh, core inflation, though, they don't change at all. And uh, they think the core inflation this year will be 2%. Next year, 2.1%. year after that, 2.1%. And as far as you can see, 2.1%. And since their target is 2%, well, that's a pretty good result for them. But the one thing that was really interesting that they didn't change, that they didn't change, was their future guidance for where the Fed funds rate is going. Exactly as uh, at their previous meeting, they thought there would be four rate hikes this year, which means we've got one more coming uh, in December. They thought there would be uh, three rate hikes next year, uh, which is exactly what they thought in June uh, when those three rate hikes uh, happen. I guess it'll be the first three quarters of next year and one rate hike uh, the year after, which brings the Fed funds rate to a final peak of 3.4%. Um, now, in question time, uh, there's a couple of really interesting questions asked of them from the, uh, from the media that was present. Uh, one was, uh, these are amazing figures. How can you be uh, confident that uh, inflation will be so low in the future? Nothing like this has happened since the 1960s. And uh, um, they said, um, well, yeah, well, honestly, that's the data. That's the way the data is moving. The, the, uh, um, the data is moving at the best since the 1960s. And they discussed why they think that's happening. There's more labor force participation than was uh, anticipated. And we are beginning to have supply side effects um, entering into the US economy from the tax cuts. That is to say, the uh, reduction in personal income taxes meant more people coming forward to work, and that is uh, increasing the participation in the labor force. Uh, and the uh, cut in corporate tax rates means you have a higher level of investment, and that increases supply too. And both of those things put together uh, decrease un uh, unemployment. Uh, and as a result of that, as a result of the fact that they didn't change that uh, forward guidance, uh, that meant that the bond market in the US, which had been rising in yield ahead of the Fed meeting, stabilised and drifted down a bit. That is to say, for as far as the market was concerned, that the surprise was for lower long-term interest rates, not higher long-term interest rates. Now, I wrote a piece a, a couple of weeks ago about where bond yields go at the end of the cycle. So uh, I think that that uh, new, new confidence uh, in uh, the US bond market about the low level of future inflation and the low uh, level of future interest rates is a little bit misplaced. But right now, the fact that the Fed has not changed its future expectations on interest rates means the bond market is more confident.